Bring the beat down a little bit, then bring me in. Let's go. Uh. Alright, alright. Uh. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. A scholarship can never exist. Ain't no money for the rap selling crack spitting artists. Ain't that a bitch? Hey guys, what's my going on? Welcome to a new episode of Foresight. It's your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your boy Wills. We are back. The dynamic duo is back. My man's been spending months working. I've been working. Cutting up. Fresh I've, cut. I've been trying to get. I've been trying to get to the bag, as you as you said. Oh, of course. That's just obvious. That's just what we gotta do out here to survive. We just trying to get to the bag, make connections, and do what we gotta do in order to stay positive. But we have some stuff going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. You know, I told you guys before, man. We're gonna have some new episodes come out, and we followed up. We had an episode come out last week. Salute to those that have been watching it. The, the video clips for that. Surpassed 2k in less than a week. So thank you to the good folks on Twitter for following Foresight and watching those episodes I didn't even see those clips. What? You gotta see it, bro. You posted on Twitter. Yeah, that's our video platform now so I talked about Migos fatigue from getting fatigued in Amigos From getting tired of Amigos. I that some people may feel away, but you know That's just how I feel. And we got two guests joining us to my right We got my friend Taylor Taylor Ridgeway, she's an inspiring writer. We went to high school together in Westchester. And across from me is my boy Osta, Osta Naduka, a man of many things, many talents. You know, you can find him skateboarding the next day, trying to play the guitar, or he's trying to do working in any way possible. So these two is joining us today for what's gonna be a pretty good show. And we might as well get into it because there's been a lot of good music out lately. A lot of good stuff, and it's to the point where it wills. I gotta be honest with you, man. I can't really, you know, recount all the records that just popped up. I mean, we got the Twenty One Savage and Offset project that came yeah, that's out. That's my shit. I was um, listening to that. My favorite project lately has been the G Jordan. You know, shout out to the guys from OVO Sound. Though those those boys have been making some great records. Um, super slimy. Super slimy with Future and Young Thug. You know, I was bumping that in the gym when we had our last workout or two. You know, helping me explain the buckets I've been getting on you, boy. I mean, bully session. Yeah, bully session. That's what I gotta do. Hoodie, hoodie arts in full effect and everything. So we got super slimy. Um, Chris Brown. Oh, the Chris Brown. I'm, I'm not. I'm not checking for that. That's that's 45 tracks way too. I wasn't checking for it, but. You listen to all 45? I got to 36. Wow, boy. It was great. Wow. I'm not going to lie. It's like when you... You listen to all 45? It's like even when you try to skip something, you just can't skip it. Yeah. It's like, damn. I'm going to get to 20. Ty outside came out. See, that's what I'm saying. Ty came out. I like his songs. Ty came out. That's funny. I didn't even... I got it, but I didn't listen to it. For real, this is too much to read. Young Dolph, Young Dolph, you know, salute to Young Dolph. You know, once again surviving another shooting and putting out some hot music. Gucci Project came out. The weekend's gonna have some fire music after Selena Gomez dumped them for Bieber again. That's gonna be hot. That's gonna be hot. Bieber music, right? Salute to the boy Bieber. Dudes know I met the boy JB. I met the boy JB at the garden. So that boy JB smooth. It don't surprise me. Bieber tried to take a page out of my book. I'm like, what you doing being there in a regular coffee shop, bro? You know what I mean? That's my setup. You know what I mean? Wearing a thrashy shirt. Bro, Weekend's gonna have some music. Apparently, I think the Weekend plans are going back to this darker side. He has some tweets okay. talking about like talking dark, and I know it ain't related to Selena. Some emotion. I think he might go back to that. What's that? What was this one's first project? Like House of Balloons or something? Yeah, some, I don't know. That might be crazy. We go back I like to his that. Old music, though. Yeah, me too. I'm not, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of him. It might happen. Well, he had to at one point. You know, when you get to his point, you gotta go pop. And the pop success was just wonderful for him. Yeah, but, but I but I like when like artists stick to how they originally were, mm-hmm. and they don't just do songs just to for like. Yeah, and you know, I gotta put this out there. You know, boss man, coming back. Yeah, with some new stuff. Oh God! You know, he's on tour. You know, we overseas right now. Salute to all the UK men, but um, new records coming out soon. 
Yeah, I heard a snippet yesterday. I heard him in the weekend got beef again. No, no, yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Over that girl. Which one? From MTV2? Nah, some model. I forgot her name. Drake's involved with too many models. I lose count. Drake. But they all provide some fine music, though. <laughs> they all provide for that fine music. So keep it going. Keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Break his heart so he can sub you. Because I heard a snippet. I heard a snippet. Excuse me, from Drake yesterday during his during his concert, and then it just sounded like some smooth stuff I could play at eleven o'clock while walking down the Ave when thinking about my life. You know, okay. and for real, he was like, he was just like, "Don't come to my racing." Twenty seconds is all I need to know if it's a hit. That's the way God, but yeah. Boss man coming back, you know, twenty eighteen, like he said, I do not disturb. Maybe getting back to my regular life will humble me. I'll be back twenty eighteen to hear you the summer. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. I ain't no word see for me, is it? I already know it. I'm just saying more life wasn't hot. You know that, don't try to get me started. But hey, and on a on a more serious topic. You know, uh, this caught a lot of people by surprise yesterday on, on social media, especially on Twitter. I remember going on on Twitter and seeing, I was like, what? Uh, Meek Mill, you know, was sentenced to two to four years to state prison for violating his probation. And that, honestly, there's a lot of wrongs in this already. There's a lot of wrongs in this. So for, for Taylor and Osta, I'll... And Will's definitely provide some information on this as I set it up. Meek has been involved in the in Philly's traditional system with a case that's over ten years old, and probation has been like a handful of years long. That was a handful of years young that keeps getting extended and extended and extended. So it's crazy to think about it. Like this dude's thirty and being involved with a case going back to he was eighteen. Like that shouldn't happen. But Meek along the way has done some things that's put his freedom in probation. He had the, what was it, the dirt bike riding situation in New York City and yeah. over the summer. Um, his crew allegedly has been involved in a couple scuffles here and there. One of them was with uh, Safari that was public. Yeah. And just a lot of stuff where even the couple cases he had that were dropped and the prosecutors allegedly, I don't think allegedly, I think the, the prosecutor said he shouldn't go to jail, but the judge who's been residing Meek's case for years was just like, enough's enough. Like, I've given you chance after chance to do right. And she sent some two four years, and I'm just saddened by it. I really am, because I feel like for Meek, Meek's career has already been put on hold so many times by unnecessary stuff, whether it's legally, whether it's with random beefs, and it's like, and he was making a good comeback. His last album was dope to me. Like, I really liked that last album. Was you know, the four for four records was hot. Even War Pain, like, that hit hard. Like, I was, I was like, yo, this is hard. <laughs> like, I really like this. I'm like, I want you to come back. You know? Because even after the war, so I love for my MMG brother. You know what I'm saying? It was just a battle at the end of the day for Obio to survive and win that. It was a crazy summer. The block was hot. <laughs> but nah, for real though, Wells, just to kick it over to you, man. How you really feeling about this whole um, meat thing, man? I mean, I feel bad for him, but then again, it's like on him because he he knows what he's doing, and it's like. But then yeah, again, it's not even him, though. I say it's like the people he surround himself with because they should know, like. He's the man that got y'all out of like where y'all mm-hmm. from, so it's like y'all should be helping him stay out of trouble or whatever. But y'all running around doing all this dumb shit or whatever while he's around mm-hmm. or whatever, knowing y'all names is not going to be tied to it in the club. It's going to be Meek Mill, Meek Mill's entourage, Meek Mill this, Meek Mill that, and that's whatever. happened quite a bit when they was again. Let me say allegedly jumping dudes, yeah, Meek like so was tied to it right away, like Safari oh, thing. He didn't, Safari, he didn't Quentin Miller. It's just like there was another one recently. I think it was. A Rumor. I don't know if you guys heard about this. They was like uh, French Montana. Yeah, that they jumped French Montana at the concert last week in Philly, the powerhouse, the same night Offset proposed to Cardi B. Oh yeah. Like wow, so, it's like these things, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, but I just feel like this time. Well, the last time he got out, he should have did like a little bit. Like you know how 
Uh, Chris Brown, he was like on some bow tie shit when he mm-hmm. first got out or whatever. Ti, mm-hmm. he like changed his like image a little bit. When he got yeah. out. Ti was from that before or whatever. Like Meek didn't really change his image. He kept he, it. The he same. kept it the same or whatever. I mean, he matured as a person. You could tell in his interview. That is true. But then it's just like he still was portraying like the same image or whatever. Like I heard the judge say some shit like. Um, she came to one of his little things where he was feeding the homeless, and when yeah. she got there, he wasn't feeding the homeless. He mm-hmm. was just chilling. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. All that stuff adds up. Osta. I, I feel bad for him, though. I really wish he wouldn't go to jail. For real, me too. Osta, for what you hear about this, what are, you, what are some things you can put together? Well, from what I'm hearing, it's mostly right now that like he just told me about the situation today. And in that case of him not growing and being around the same people, you know, I get that myself because you even you and I were talking about mm-hmm. your environment. Mm-hmm. What you put around you really does matter. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you have strong ties to people dating back years, it's kind of tough to put boundaries and walls up just like that. I mean, nice. I'm not sure how much family like um, Meek Mills has. Like, I'm not sure if he has a wife. I don't think so. No, right. He just has a son, man. That's sad. Like, he has a young son. Yeah. Like, the dude can't be older than like five. Wow. And, and he's already seen his dad. Like, you gotta think about it. The kid, like I said, if I'm wrong about it, wrong, but like, the kid can't be older than five years, already experienced his dad in prison before. Yeah. And that was just for months. I'm assuming he doesn't live with them, right? I don't know. I mean, for, for, for what it looks like from afar, I think he's been present, but still, keep going. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, stuff like that, if you're not, if you don't have something to attach yourself to, like, be had a girlfriend or a child, you could kind of dismiss, dismiss his friends in that environment, but he had nothing else to go to, or he might not have seen that there's something else that he could gravitate towards. If he would have taken those things seriously, like feeding the poor and all that, yeah. and taking that as a kind of a mission to grow up, I think he could have probably avoided this situation, but like you said, he wasn't ready to put that wall up yet. Yeah, because it's like, even though the um, what he got in trouble for was petty, it's just like, I feel like the judge is like, I keep giving you chances. Yeah, and it's like, you just have to know. And I heard a lot of people, people, like in Philly, were saying, like, I've, um, like, Meek is lucky because it was like, we never got those type of chances. Yeah, like, you gotta, for real, man, you can't take your freedom for granted. Doesn't matter what resources you have, you can't take your freedom for granted, especially with a judge who's just looking at you like, dude, do not, I don't wanna see you. Like, you can't keep messing up. Taylor. Um, I agree, like, I feel bad because once again, it's another black man going back to prison and that's less of what we need but at the same time at this day in society with everything going on he's aware of like that the prison system and how that works especially mm-hmm. since you said it was like a 30 year just like, like a 10 year case, case so I just feel like he should have made that change because it's kind of like person blame like I kind of blame him in a sense because if he knows that he's getting second chances he should make a change based on his environment, he shouldn't be around the same crowd. He should focus on more important things. So I just feel like he kind of put this on himself. He does, and like I said, I'm just upset for him because it's just his career. Of course, I think about his life again with his kid and the people he has to support, because he's definitely supporting a lot of of people. But it's like, bro, your career has- Should be more important. Has been not only more important, but your career has been put on hold multiple times. And those times where it's been put on hold, it shouldn't have been on hold. You know, you think about the silly, think about the silly rap beefs in, in retrospect, or the way you move. Like Meek was really turning into rap, one of rap's greatest stars. Like for at this time, mm-hmm. like dreams and nightmares to this day is still raps. In my opinion, raps most recent best intro. You're not going to find a better. Intro that's better than Dreams and Nightmares. That if you play it in a crowd, in front of a crowd of people, that nobody in the crowd is not going to know every word. Like people know every word. I'm a boss. Hit the streets heavy. Meek had the potential to really be like, I guess in a sense, I don't know. Maybe considering how rap is shifting, and you had like the Drakes, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, the Wale's. I guess he could have had the chance to be like the DMX, like the street, thank you, like the street dude that gives off that difference. Because we know what we got from these guys, and and even though it's very diverse, we, we get that they're in the same, they're in a similar boat. 
But Meek had the chance to really come from left field and just be a shining star. Because again, he had the hits. He was always able to put together solid projects. You with Ross, you know, one of raps again, best acts in the last 20 to 30 years is off resume and skill. Coming from a famous crew, MMG, for the right reasons, that was a talented group. And it's like, and you like, it just feels like you blew it. It's like, it's like you just blew it, dog. Like, you, you really blew it. And like, you put yourself in a tough, tough position to where, if, I mean, if he happens to come out sooner than later, let's say the lawyer gets to appeal and he happens to get out again, yada, 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 then okay, what I'm gonna say next doesn't matter. But if you really gotta spend some time in there, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt him better himself. Cause we need him. Rap needs him, the city needs him, and it's all about growing. Like, you dirty, dog. You you dirty. You dirty, dog. Yeah, for real. Maybe there was an idea that maybe it's not as easy as for him to change his lifestyle based on the environment that he's always in. Like maybe he didn't mean to like because I just thought about it, maybe it's like you have more so a, a way of blaming the environment because maybe he want, he wanted to change but because he's around these people these type of people yeah. his lifestyle is not as easy because mm-hmm. I think people are but even so then too blame. like still if you you at the point in his career and life where you 30 you blessed to be a millionaire you you know you, you have accesses and resources and like the people around you should care more than anything about your well-being and, and you have that type of power that unless you got some things to hide, you can tell people it's either my way or the highway. Let me reach 30 and I got some millions of people around me trying to act before. I'm cutting them off quicker than a mother. Maybe he can't receive his blessing. I'm cutting them off quicker than kind of this and do with the light. Do not mess with my money and my freedom. I got kids to feed. I got music to make or in my case, podcasts and articles to bring. <laughs> I don't don't mess with my, don't mess with what I try to do. But for real, but for me, man, keep your head up, do what you gotta do. And um just to touch back on the music real quick, I, I still want to say that and actually this is I think it would be a great chance for us to touch on this too, even though I touched on this in the last episode. I touched on it for a few minutes where I said that I'm, I'm honestly getting Migos fatigue. You know, in terms of I didn't get on the Migos early like a lot of people did. My first, my first, <laughs> my first, my first reference of the Migos was Versace. Drake appearing on Versace. And then I hear them sporadically throughout the years, but they really blew up when I heard the, you know, the whole look at my dad. Like that, and that popped off. And then I was in the Migos universe, like everybody else was that joined in at that time. But, bruh. Can I give my props? Uh, yes, yes, Wills. <laughs> Wills, like I tell a lot of people, and I'm gonna tell you guys, Wills is one of the few, actually, not even one of the few. Wills is the only person in my life outside of my, outside of my, you know, my brother Tyron, God rest the dead, who put me on the music and who will call out talent. So if you recording this, it's true. You, you, Willis, he put me on this music, Migos, Black, a lot of other cats. Um, but to me, man, I'm getting really tired of the Migos because I feel like their records is just becoming repetitive. Only so many times I can hear Quavo go, Mama, could be the stole and not in the hole, and running the gold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minute the gold, minute the gold, minute the gold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be the chicken, the running the bit. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's getting really repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting really repetitive, bro. It's like, even then, too, like motorsport, I'm not feeling motorsport. Yeah, I'm not feeling motorsport. I was disappointed with Cardi. I was hyped for Cardi, you know? Cardi's verse is cool to me. <laughs> She tried to switch up flow. I think she's like, I'm in love with Cardi's verses. You know what I mean? But I'm also like, I really 
don't like Nicki Minaj. I don't <laughs> think she. Yo, you gotta watch out. I'm Nicki stands. I know, but like, okay. Yo, Nicki, Nicki stands will shut down your account. Yeah, but like, she's a example. <laughs> she completely changed her flow from the beginning. Like, she's more pop now. I just feel like her her rhymes are. Is she I'm, really pop? I'm sorry. Because her pop records don't even pop. I'm Let's keep it a stack. What can I say? They're not really good. Her pop records are all even pop no more, bro. I would not go to Nicki Minaj. I don't be checking for. I just hit if she's on a song that I like, then I just. I'm still tight, Nikki. I'm still tight, Nikki. Had to waste Drake's time on no fraud. <laughs> I hated that. Like, I don't know. I hated that. Pretty serious. I hated that. I'm like, we trying to finish. Did they even do a like video it? too? Yeah, they did a little video. Pretty freaking little waste of time. Yeah, I didn't really like that. Waste of time. Like, come on, man. But Osta, have you listened to a lot of Migos over the years? Uh, no, but I've heard some of their songs yeah. from the beginning. You know, it's high energy stuff, and that's fun and exciting. You somebody that like you have a very unique taste in music and rap, and, and and I mean that in a very good way. Like I've heard your playlist, Osta Mix playlist and stuff. And he, he has records, and, and he has some very good records, you know. But let's say, all right, we have folks, we have the three of us here that indulge. We indulge in amigos, and you don't. So when you hear the Migos, what do you really look for? Because I think it's a very important part in rap, which is understanding what you're looking for with artists and understanding how they can fulfill that need. If you go into the Migos looking for lyrical content, something's clearly wrong with you. Like, you can't do that, you know? Wait, wait, wait. My son Offset got We know we And Offset got boss, but let's keep it a stack. Take off. Take off raps his ass off. Yeah, right. That's the most literally. I was just talking to um, a few of my boys in the group chat, and he was like, Yo, Take Off gotta give me like a mixtape or something. Nah, Take Off is the most lyrical one out of the three, so in my opinion. But Offset got the versions, but Osta. Yeah, nah, um, I was gonna say, like, when it comes to my well, if I was gonna go listen to their song, it would be, I don't know, just the fluidity, the beat, and their words is what I'm with. Something like it's like jazz or something, you know, like jazz. They might like say some words, but it goes well with the beat, and you're like, well, okay, that sounds pleasant to the ear. But yeah, <laughs> it sounds pleasant. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm not looking for a sense. I'm not looking for some deep. That's, That's how I'm with Playboy Cardi right now. Uh, they know that though. They I don't love do it. it. They yeah, do it. like I'm not yeah. expecting like Drake stuff where oh, touch my soul, might be something deep in the past. Well, I guess like my biggest problem. It's is funny you say Playboy Cardi, and it's funny you say jazz. I don't know where I heard this from, but um, I was watching some interview. I don't know, and I think um, they asked ASAP about um, Playboy Cardi, and then he was like, I don't know. It's like the first time I heard him, he was like on some jazz shit. Like he was, it's like it wasn't like lyrics or anything. It's like. What he was saying and the sounds he was using to the beat was just like yeah, because jazz like Jay does it, like Hope does it, where it's kind of like a boop boop da da da, da da da. It's like a, it's like offbeat, like throw words around here and there, that type of stuff. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just getting really fatigued in Migos, and I feel like they're at a point because I, I guess it's a little worth saying it because if you really think about the Migos in prime position, it's really been like. A year and a half to two years most in terms of prime time position that they've been in but they've been around longer than that mm-hmm. but since they blew up so big it's like now there's a chance where it's like all right there could be an oversaturation and it's to the point where it's like you gotta before you over exaggerate the market or before you overexpose yourself you gotta expand your sound you gotta mix up the formula because the yeah. formula at this point is just predictable and it's only gonna be so long before even people like us here who can understand what they're bringing to the table, before we, I guess I'm already at that point, but before we really just go like, okay, we get it, Quavo's on the hook, and he's rapping like this, and then Offset fills in here, then, you know, then we gotta go, depending on the song, damn, the takeoff get left off bad and bougie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was like that. Shout out to DJ Academics, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to do that. That was one of the funniest clips of the summer. With DJ Academics, because he does a show on Complex with Joe Budden and uh, what's the other girl's name? Nadeska? Oh, called yeah, Everyday yeah, Struggle. And they were interviewing the Migos at, what was it, the BET Awards? Yeah. And DJ Academics, he asked a terrible question. And the way he asked was terrible. And then take off the whole time was just like, I didn't get left on Bad and Bougie. He's like, huh? I didn't get left on Bad and Bougie. Huh? Say it again. I didn't get left on Bad and Bougie. And then Joe's like, got up. He 
said, and Quavo, what he said, and wrap it up then. <laughs> it was like one of the summer's best memes and videos. I seen people compare that shit to the Power Rangers. <laughs> when they get together, Power Rangers. But nah, I, I really hope the Migos will switch up because I love culture. I love culture. Yeah, too. That's I hope culture too is not trash. They gotta switch it up. Because motorsport was. Uh, Motor- See, it's the same. Motorsport. <laughs> Why not? Motorsport. Yeah, I didn't know, yeah. when, I didn't know when the chorus was coming. Yeah. I didn't know what the chorus was. <laughs> Mama! Bro. <laughs> but I want to hit this part of the show because Taylor and Osta. Even though, of course, great conversation on music, they're really here for this, and I and I really want to do something. Osa, this is really for you, man. <laughs> Osa and I, we've had a lot of heart to hearts. We're talking about life and women that, you know, in a way, it kind of, you know, it kind of brings back things that I've heard Drake say on Dreams Money by the reality. You know what I mean? So we gotta we gotta talk about this. And like I said about Taylor, Taylor. This inspiring writer, you know, like myself, she's gonna launch her website and hopefully some other things really soon about relationships and things like that. And all of us here have our own experience with relationships and with people, you know, to, to my lady, you know what I'm saying, over 10 months in, you know what I mean? But like, what, what my boy Big Shag say? He's like, babes, this is for you. You know, this is, let's keep the thing going. Uh, I was going to say, when we were talking about new music, I was going to say, Big Shaq, Man's Not Hot. Man's Not Hot is a record. That record's hot. But it's just like Shaq said, like, babes, this is for you. Let's keep this going. <laughs> Osha. When it comes to women these days, two-part question. What do you think you know about them and what do you think they need? Women these days. Um, I, I guess, you know, I only talk from my interactions, but, well, the women that I've interacted with. Yeah, this is, this is all on you, bro. Yeah, like, it's your time. Okay, it depends on what I, okay. It depends on what Ooh, I think. Oh, it's going to get hot. Yeah, just find the right words. Yeah, just find the right words. It could be quite broad. So I guess what I perceive the women that I'm interacting with, you know, it looks like they want to see some type of stability in you, whether it's financially or something like that, before they are willing to commit to anything really deep with you. Um, I could really kind of sense that. Um, if not, they just want something like a flick, something quick and gone and done with. So it kind of puts somebody like me in a different position when I want something real, but I got no means. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is your reaction when if you do your Well, yeah. If she like is very honest with you and from the back, it's like, oh man, I don't want things serious. I don't want this. Well, for me, I can't progress on it's not something serious. I need some type of, um, I need like meat on the bone. Like I need something real to keep my mind engaged. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to engage my mind, I'm just gonna engage my body. But my body won't react to you. I just can't, mm-hmm. it's just impossible for me. I've realized that it's a hard thing to get through because all the guys nowadays just want to all smash every girl that comes your way. I'm like, I'm trying to be that way. I'm trying, I'm trying to find out, man. It's not you. But it's not you, but. But you see that statement is very interesting, am I not a man? Like, I feel like that's a problem when it's time that guys feel like they have to be a certain way. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a guy, a man, and wanting something stable with a female. Exactly. You know, and I'm daily trying to tell, I have to reassure myself that daily, because I'm around the guys that, you know, with 30 plus women, and, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm still a virgin, so Ooh, and is there something wrong with me? And you being in those environments where you're a virgin? Yeah. Oh. Okay. 23. Oh, that's, that's you know what? That is a No, that's dope. No, because I like a lot of people. Like, yeah. I, was, I was a virgin until the beginning of this year. Oh, you know, shit. That yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know what it is, too? Osta I wish I could have held Osta and I can relate because just like with Osta, when you find yourself, and I remember we talked about this, mm-hmm. I was like, you can't be in those environments where both male and female aren't looking for something that's deeper than what it is and everybody wants something quicker than a moment and yet have those values. And I told you, I said, you can either go about it in two ways. 
either you can adjust your mindset when you're in there to whatever you want it to be, or don't go. I told you, I said there was a reason why, like in high school, I never went to a lot of house parties or didn't go to house parties at all because I knew the environment. I'm like, that's not me. And I'm certainly not adjusted just to go. You know? But you mean like it wasn't you like you you weren't into like like I wasn't into like what Ursula mentioned in terms of not just necessarily partying but like oh, you thought again you when you talk to girls again like you got some guys who would talk truly talk to girls in any way possible but more so when they're in that environment they trying to talk because they want to get in the drawers they talking and doing what they got to do but even it's not really talking it's more like yeah you gonna get drunk I'm gonna get drunk little talking here and there and up. Yeah. That's not me. Like, I'm actually trying to have a conversation and chill. But it's rare, though, because most girls, because if you don't have the girls like that, then at least from personal experience, you have the girls there who are hanging out with their homegirls and they have their circle and you could clearly tell from the jump, like, they're not going to F with you. Like, they don't want to talk to you. So you're gonna be like the dude standing across the wall hoping to rise some cheeks or whatever, and nothing really going on. So why would be here? I'd rather go to Black Bear and just eat my burger and, and leave at the hour or two. Give me my bacon cheeseburger and let me leave. Instead of me being here at this party where girls getting drunk, they trying to hook up. You see that all my, parties like that though. I'm not saying all parties, but again, speaking from personal experience, and the chill parties, at least it feels like, it feels like they don't really happen like that. I mean, you know Yeah, I mean? like a chill party would be like, let's say he throws a party, he has intellectual people like you, Will, and you, Taylor, there, and you, you and your friends. That's a good party where you get to know Well, we really going to dance and exactly. kick it. Of course, it's going to be drinks, but it... It's not gonna be that type of vibe like we exactly. talked about with like those it's type of parties. The goal of those parties is to have fun, enjoy each other, and to do that. But the goals of the other parties. But, but those are more different. like events, which you, which you. Like. Yeah, because I would say I've been like to parties, like, like networking and stuff really like, like that. Up. Like, and I'm a networking person. Well, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to those you, parties. You have to have gone to at least one party where you witnessed like uh, it was just a cookie. Well. What, like, what you're saying, like, I've been to a party where it's not about, like, It's not what you were about, like, and you, like, did you, like, you went and left, because how would oh, you know if you never went? No, what Same I do, thing. this is what I do. No, I didn't go. <laughs> I, I said, like, literally, I went to two house parties in high school, yeah. and I knew from each time, and one of them happened to be a graduation party. And I just knew, like, yo, this is not for me. Hence why I didn't go to any more besides that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, if I went out, my house party was going to the bars. That why really why was it. wasn't it for you? Like, what happened that time? It was just a matter of the, the environment, bro. Like, especially the people at the time going to high school with. Not many people were having. It wasn't the same people you saw during school, like. No, it wasn't that. It was, <laughs> it was just a matter of like the parties then. Jack Crib, exactly. I could drink my wine, play this exactly. playlist I just made, and we could connect and do all of that. Exactly. And not have to feel the pressure. You gotta throw some weed in there, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Throw some blood. Weed. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you agree. That's yeah. directly. And just clean. That's that clean sauce. But now, I can tell you that type because um, I remember when I saw you in the bar and I was. Um, Shocked. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And that was the night, yeah, I was with my lady and yeah. our friends, and I just been kicking back. But you see, that's the environment you want. And like, yeah. if we touch back with the other topic of meat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, finding those environments, finding the environments that you foster, that will foster you, mm-hmm. it's it's a learning process. Like, do I mm-hmm. even know this is not the environment that's going to foster me as a person? Yeah. And you got away from it. Me, more so or less, like, I know what environment will foster me because I've hung out with Hardy. And I'm like, I like talking to people that can think deeply, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then I can have friends that, I'm not saying that they can't think deeply, they're very smart people, but they their goals are just different. You know, and when I go to their parties, I'm expecting to be drinking, I'm expecting to be yeah. girls, and there's no girls they put you party, in that, and they put you, you in know? that scenario, mm-hmm. you know? Wills, what about you, though? What? I said, Wills, what about you in terms of just like, you know, even outside of like the party environment, but more so because you have a history with women. Folks love Fargo. <laughs> Ladies love Fargo. They want to be on the team. What up, though? <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to 
when it comes to necessarily just women there from your interactions with them as well, what do you think they want and need? I agree with everything he said. Mm-hmm. They need stability. Yeah, all of that. How about we switch it up? How about we switch it up? I don't want to talk about women. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Taylor. Taylor, in your life or in recent years, how do you feel? Whether it's been in your relationship or any other interactions that you've come across, good men, for the most part, or do you feel like the majority of men you come across aren't good? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Do you want to start by saying what is your definition of a good man? Hmm. Is that a good way to start? Um, I mean, I just think a definition of a good man is someone that like, like. He has respect for himself first, and he's able to like have respect for like you know, talking me and like you know, I guess all the generic things like trust, loyalty, stuff like that. But like, I do agree that I would like to talk to someone that has like ambitions for themselves. Like they're not just living life with no goals. Like they have something that they want to do because I feel like that says a lot when a man has like goals that he wants to set for himself. Um, but. I think I have the problem of attracting the same type of guys that are not necessarily. Oh, so you attract the wrong guys. <laughs> that sometimes Damn. Like, oh, like, boys. <laughs> I once was a fuck boy back in my time. What? <laughs> See, like, you know, yeah, like, I mean, I No, like, I understand what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> that in the beginning, right, they make it seem like they're so interested in you, like, like they really want something with you, you know, you're kind of playing standoffish, but then once you kind of like give in and you show some type of interest, oh, yeah, they kind of like, like fall back making you seem crazy like, why, where did you catch all these feelings from? Those guys, mm-hmm. yeah. bye. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> See, Not necessarily. <laughs> the past six years, but before six years ago, I've done that before. Um, but yeah, no, so, like, um, boys are crazy, man. They are. Boys are, boys are savage, <laughs> man. I, I don't know, they just, they just gotta get it right. I learned my lesson, I got straight A's now. So, um, I'm not out here doing all that crazy well, shit. If you don't want me to ask, what made you change? Um, Come on, Bill. <laughs> Drop some gems, brother. I feel like um, I lost I lost two girls in my life. I had like two long term relationships, so um, I felt like yeah, it's kind of you lost quality. Yeah, it's like because yeah, of that. Like, what are you doing, man? You're stupid. Honestly, and I'm learning. Like I'm like I'm in my first real relationship. Don't like, fuck up. <laughs> I, hey, look, it's a motivation for me because I. I remember the days where it was like, I, I remember those days where it was lonely, bro. I remember those lonely days and Feeling thinking about the future, thinking, damn, like I, I really might be by myself. Like I might not find nobody. So the fact that I found somebody that truly fits what I want and need, and the vibes are just right, uh, hell no, I don't want to lose that. But do you think even outside of, let's say, your relationships or outside of, I guess, serious interactions, do you think you guys have come across, for the most part, good women? And for me, I have come across good women. I have. And those good women, especially in recent years, actually have helped me to be in a relationship that I am now. Because I learned a lot from them. And I also learned a lot about myself. So I could, I could successfully, I could honestly say, like, I've met good Good women. Yeah, like everybody that you meet that didn't work out, it's either a, it's a blessing or a lesson, and it it helps build your character and prepares you for you know. I mean, I I think that it helps build you for who you're supposed to be with, so that way you don't make those same mistakes. Girl, I've met some really I'm good trying to lessen this stuff because <laughs> keep on learning. Basically, that just means that just means you're building your character for when you're ready to. No, definitely. Um, through every interaction, yeah, through every interaction, I'm learning more of what I want. 
you know. And that's the beauty. Again, it, you can never consider something a loss if you learn from it. Exactly. It's like a lesson. When I began, I you can't lose. It's either you win or you're gonna learn. It's not a like, loss. In the beginning, you're not gonna know what to want. You're not gonna know. Well, you might have an idea of what you should want from your environment. You're not gonna know what exactly is precious to you. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you think is quality until you've gone through multiple with me. Like, oh damn, like that was terrible. <laughs> this is what I. This yeah. is what I want. You know, yeah. and then you start losing those things you thought were valuable. Like, let's say it was something physical. Like, that's not worth. All this mentally, but guys do it all the time. Yeah, but see the thing about guys, men, they just they just get in this like mode, and they just be like, I gotta do this or whatever, just to like please them. I don't know to please their ego. I feel like it's to please their ego. It's like an ego thing. Like if you want to always please our own. (laughs) So it's like me. Like I see like something like, oh yeah, gotta hit that, and it's like. I'm gonna pursue it, but just to. But when you accomplish the goal, and then when you accomplish the goal, you actually feel stupid. Yeah. It's like, Wait, so, you, mm, so you agree with the like a guy can like cheat on, her, on his girlfriend and still love her because it's just yeah her all because us. because yeah because I I would never do that, but I, I believe in that because I feel like when it comes to guys and even what, what happens with females as well, I've actually believed that just from looking and caring about it. A lot of folks just have that itch to scratch. Yeah, it's like a. It's weird. Like it's again, like a I could never no, see that. It's like a drug, and it's like my girl and I talk about it all the time. Yeah, she if a girl does it, she's a hoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. But it's time you won't say a guy. That's why I'm switching it up. It's time where you you have sex with a girl, and then like right after, like literally, like yeah, I'm talking about like once you like ejaculate or whatever, like you just like oh, like literally, not even a second. You just how beautiful she is, or what doesn't matter. I swear to God, like uh, I'm I'm kidding you not. I was a dog back in my day, or whatever, and um, it's time to happen. I'm talking about a long time ago. Of course. Long time ago. I'm a different brand now. But um, yeah, it's, it's whack. And then um, you know you really love the girls when you like um, I don't know, I guess when you out of a relationship and you still have sex with a girl and then like after you're just still like, uh now where's my girl? <laughs> Which is why I think the biggest I think the biggest factor in a relationship or in something that you're building with somebody, in, in my opinion, is it's the vibe. Yeah. It's the vibe yeah. and it's how you guys connect mentally. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much the physical aspect can do a cover up. You know, there's only so much. But mentally, mentally, if you guys are really right and the love is there, the trust is there. And I guess for me, with like the woman I've met in my life, and even with my girlfriend, it was how comfortable I was. Yeah. That comfort is a beautiful thing to have, because I had a lot of trouble talking to girls when I was growing up. Like, I didn't use pickup lines, didn't really know how to strike a conversation, <laughs> or even, or and, and of course, I've definitely had my fair share of curves. I've had my fair share of curves, like even just awful, just friendly conversations. But the comfort level and everything I just felt mentally, that to me, I feel like it's the biggest thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Which could keep um, one loyal and wanting to be with that. Because you know you can't get there with anybody else. If you truly value the mental aspect. Because I got, when I got, I just got like a a six year relationship. And then when I did try to talk to another girl, it was like whack. I'm like, nah, this shit is whack. Like, it's it's whack. Cause the vibe, like the vibe is not there. It's just like, even if you try, like you try to force it, you keep trying. It's just like, nah, this is not it. Like, it's, yeah. it's not yeah, there. You know when something's not big for you, it really feels forced. Yeah, like I feel like I'm forcing it. Like, I can't take my socks off. Which, come on, man, this is whack. It's like certain things you just feel it's, it's like weird. You can't talk about like you don't know if they're gonna think it's funny. I don't know. It's just the vibe is just off. So it's just like I don't know. I felt like 
No that's when it hit me. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah. And then with me, it's like I never like, um, I never like to be alone. So like, even after relationships, I was still like dealing with other girls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so it's like after this relationship, I tried to mess with another girl, and it was just like it wasn't there. So that's when I took the time. I'm like, you gotta be by yourself. I gotta be by myself. That, I tell that to my friends too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm also a person like, cause I have friends. Like, if they get out of a relationship. Yeah, I'm like, I need to be by myself. Like, I just need. I love. I'll talk to nobody. I didn't know how to be by myself, and then I learned. I'm alone. I was. Yeah, that's that's so it was relaxing. Like people, like because even then when I was, I was still like talking to girls like here and there, but like it wasn't like that. But certain girls, like we would have some conversations, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't had sex in months. I'm like, nah, you're lying. I'm like, I'm serious. Like they wouldn't believe me, but I was really serious. But um, yeah, it helped me. Whatever. You gotta you gotta learn how to be alone. Well, I forgot what the quote is, but I think the quote is basically like your true self is when you're by yourself and like nobody's around. Yeah, that's yeah. What, it's like something in that regard. Yeah, you have to take the time to know yourself because if you don't know yourself, how are you gonna take the time to get to know yourself? You gotta learn how to be comfortable by yourself. When you when you're able to be comfortable by yourself and you truly and then you appreciate self. I think that's when you can actually go about being around others. The way I thought about it, like I'm a loner too, but like I've went through shit in my life to kind of figure out who I am. But like when you're out there, you don't know how to evaluate yourself. You're like, you don't might not know what you're worth. And you might get a girl that's way less than like, that treats you way worse than you deserve. But you might be thinking, oh, that's good enough. You know, that's probably the best. Settling, man. Yes, you know, you start thinking settling thoughts. But when you comfortable with yourself, you don't settle because you don't compromise with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you want. You know what you want to go get. Exactly. So it just becomes harder to settle. Like it just becomes impossible. And that's when you meet a girl, you talk to her, you're like, nah, this is whack. I'm gonna get better. <laughs> you know. But you gotta change that state. Like you're not, you're not lonely. You're just alone. You may yeah. be alone. You're not lonely because that's also the other part is realizing all the love that's around you. Like me, I was in Georgia with my niece, my sister, my brother-in-law. Every day I came back to a smiling face. You know, it didn't matter if I was with the girl or not. There was always love around me. So you learn to see that, you know. So that was the cool part. That is the cool part about it. Man, that was insightful. That was very helpful. A lot of guys don't open up. You got to, man. You, you got like, to. Because I feel like guys don't say anything. That's what we're doing for us, man. We're trying to switch the game up. You know what I mean? We're trying to open up. I'm a different man. And also, too, honestly, man, and this is something I want to touch on before we end the show. It's. And, I, and also, I remember. I'm not going to get into all the details, but we had a. We had a we had a we had a personal conversation. I remember he was dropping me off one night. It was recent. If you remember, he dropped me off. It was late. I remember telling when we was talking, and I'm telling the audience as well, mental health in the black community doesn't get taken seriously. We try to, black men in particular, since we were young, we get chastised for showing some type of emotion that's deemed soft, quote unquote soft, to crying or whatever. And people don't understand, we, we definitely in a time where mental illness is getting more real and real. Unfortunately, you see, it feels like all the time people are committing suicide. People are losing their minds and they're shooting places up and doing all that stuff. God God bless those affected by the recent shooting in Texas a couple of days ago at the church where over 20 people died in, in a church. And it's like, you got to talk because mentally, physically, yeah, you can lose things physically, but you can always get it back. But mentally, when you start losing things, you can never get that back. That's why a lot of people say for those that go to prison, to give a person a death penalty is actually better than off than having them stay in prison for life. Because you're bailing them out. It doesn't matter if they have to spend 25 years and then they die. Let a person have to spend the rest of their life in there. That, that's where the damage occurs mentally. So I just say like, it's just so important to talk and to truly express yourself, especially if it's really like weighing on your mind. Like there's a difference between like that and the little stuff that you can truly tell yourself like, like man, like it's not even all that poor. And I could get over that with no problem. But something that's really weighing on your mind will soon weigh on your heart. And then suddenly the extra stuff that happens to you negatively is not even worth having, dude. 
So that's what I was telling you. I tell everybody here. I make sure to tell myself, you got to learn how to speak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to learn how to speak up and express yourself. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm speaking up and I'm so open right now because I think about, like, I work with kids. And, you know, I want them to know, like, like life is, well, I don't want them to know all the craziness. But I want them to understand that they can get better, that you should speak about your what your situation is. You're not the only one going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I was doing whatever I was doing, I felt like I was going, I felt like I kind of had to go through it on my own to a degree. You know, I was lucky that I had my brother, my older brother, talking to. So he's like, look, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. I was like, all right, great. So I kind of was able to protect myself. I knew what was going to happen. But I had to also find myself. And I went, like, oh, I want the young kids to know you also have to find yourself. You might be doing something one way, and then you're going to come into a situation where you're like, well, this is not my values. You I mean, you see it all the time. People go to college to get a degree, and they come. Or to go just to go. Or to go to go. And, and I mean, I mean, honestly, everybody I know that graduated from college is not even doing what they Exactly. You climb the ladder, and you're like, this is not worth it. It's not me. It's like, whoa. So you just spent four years just like blindsiding it all. Yeah. That's funny you say that because that's the only. That's why I stopped going to college. Like a lot of people, are like, why you stop? Like I was, I went to college for like two and a half years. I think I stopped in the middle of the semester. I just told my mom, like, oh, I'm not going back. You know, like this shit is stupid. I'm like, I'm not learning. I'm not learning what I came. Which school did you go to? Well, I only went to WCC. Okay. But I'm like, yo, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not learning what I came here for. And she's like, you know, you just have to go there and then transfer. I'm like, but it's still bullshit. Because then when I get to like when I transfer, I'm gonna have to probably start over again. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, nah, I'm like, this is bullshit. I mean, I, it's not bullshit because eventually I'm gonna go back because I want to go back. That's the like, thing. Me like, personally, like, that's something. That whole like, come out of high school. Education. But like, yeah, but right now I just feel like uh, I want to get money, so I'm just working that's, a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, like that's how I feel. But like that whole come out of high school, go straight into college. I don't think it's necessarily right. Cause everybody knows themselves. Like, yeah, because it, it kind of fucked me up. Because when I got out of high school, I went straight to college. I mean, it was just WCC, but I was doing that and working. So I'm like, damn, this is tough. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is, I'm calling my mom like after class. I'm like, ma, I don't want to go to work. I'm quitting one. I'm like, I'm not going to school. I'm not going to work. This is too much for me. It's like, no, this is... I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah. I don't know. But before we... Oh, so last time, yeah. I was going to say, I wish there was a school where you could go and learn how to know yourself better, see what your values are, and be able to bounce and reflect yourself. Is that required to go to college right after high school? You you get like a year off. Yeah, I know, but like there's that cultural view come out of high school. And your mom and dad want you to stick to that because they want you to come out of And all that pressure starts usually at junior year. Everybody, oh, that's 18, this, ACC's now. Yeah, that whole, I'm gonna take a year off. Tell that to my parents. But I can't do that. I know I can't do that. If I took a year off, I wouldn't go back to school. So mm-hmm. I have to make myself take school. Yeah. But you knew what you kind of what your role was. No, not really. Like no. at first, I thought I wanted to be like in the medical, mm-hmm. but then with science and math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right now. They stress. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The writing and the, like that's that's what's so. You about sick. to finish? Yeah. Shout out to Lil Wayne. Tell Birdman to pay that man. Oh, Always need a reminder. You are, you know, free call to five. You are, you know, that boss man. <laughs> Soon. More tunes for your head top. But yeah, man, that was the latest episode of Foresight. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Taylor and Osta, if you guys want to drop off social medias, please for... Yes. Okay, Osta, what about you? Since you want some please. Right, Taylor Gallup underscore Instagram. Osta, you want to give out a plea? Yeah, that's all right. Be sure. Next time. Go on once. Yeah, trust me. Go on twice. That's a new episode of Foresight, and I wish you a good day and more life. Bye-bye.